Welcome to the Private School Leader Podcast, where private school leaders learn how to thrive and not just survive as they serve and lead their schools. I strongly believe that it is possible to have a long and happy and fulfilling career as a private school leader. And my passion is to help you figure out exactly how to do just that right here on the Private School Leader Podcast. And I'm your host, Mark Minkus. So I want to start today's episode by describing a morning, and this could be any morning, um, a school morning. And I want to just see if any of this resonates with you or any of this reminds you of things that may happen to you in the morning. So your day starts before your alarm goes off. And you're awake because you're stressed about a meeting that you have that afternoon with a teacher or with a parent. And as you're lying there in bed, waiting for the alarm to go off, you get a couple of texts and two teachers just called off sick. And now you get up and you go into the bathroom, you text or call a couple of your subs Hopefully you can get one of them to say yes to come in. And it was snowing during the night and the snow has stopped, but the parking lot at the school needs to be plowed. And just before you get into the shower, you get a phone call from the guy that plows your parking lot and and he says, well, his truck has a dead battery and he's working on it and he's hoping that he can get the snow in the parking lot plowed before the kids and the buses and the teachers start arriving. And you haven't even left your house yet, and you're thinking, here we go again. But then you arrive at school, and you must respond to every email and return every phone call and attend every meeting and handle every discipline problem and motivate and and inspire every teacher and retain every student and beat last year's test scores and come in under budget and keep every parent and board member happy. And now, once you've done all of that, when you've nailed it, when all that is done, please be sure to maintain a healthy work-life balance. Try to engage in some self-care, watch what you eat, get enough sleep, exercise, and Don't be a jerk to your family and your friends. And that's all before 9 a.m. So I wonder if any of you have had a morning like that. I wonder if any of you listening have a morning like that most mornings. It's just that some of the details change. But that happens day after day and week after week and year after year and the cumulative effect of all of those decisions, the cumulative effect of all that stress. And I just want to pause and get you to really think about how so many private school leaders find themselves so caught up in the day-to-day demands of running a school that we neglect our own self-care until it becomes a crisis. But I want to challenge that approach And I want to encourage you to think about self-care differently. Because on today's episode of the Private School Leader Podcast, I want to ask you a very important question. Do you treat your self-care like Tylenol or 
like a one-a-day vitamin? Do you treat your self-care like Tylenol or like a one-a-day vitamin? So before we get into today's topic, I wanted to let you know that I've created a free resource for you called The Six Things That Every Private School Teacher Wants From Their Leader. And this guide is a six-page PDF that can be a game-changer for you. And I guarantee you that if you do these six things, that the teachers at your school will be happy to follow you. And you can get that free guide by going to theprivateschoolleader.com slash guide. Again, that's the six things that every private school teacher wants from their leader. And that's free for me for you over at theprivateschoolleader.com slash guide. And thank you as always for listening to the podcast. And I also want to ask you um, a couple of questions. You know, I was talking at the top of the episode about work-life balance and self-care. And I just wonder if, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed or tired or discouraged or wondering if the pace that you keep is sustainable and just that you're tired of school invading your weeknights and your weekends and you just feel like work-life balance is a myth. Well, I want you to check out Thrive Academy. And Thrive Academy is a new online course that I created just for private school leaders like you. And it can help get you out of survival mode and get you back to feeling energized at school. And I used to be where maybe you are right now. I was in the hospital with ulcers and I was diagnosed with severe burnout. I had vertigo that was caused by stress. But I figured out how to make it better and I can teach you how to make it better. Thrive Academy is an online course with 39 lessons, over 9 hours of video content, and an 86-page workbook with guided notes and reflection questions and calls to action. And and you get live office hours with me on Zoom for the first six weeks. And so I really, really believe that Thrive Academy can change your life uh, at school and at home. And that you just don't have to make all the mistakes that I made. And I want to teach you how to go from surviving to thriving. So you can check out Thrive Academy at theprivateschoolleader.com slash thrive. That's the privateschoolleader.com slash thrive. All right, so back to the big question of today's episode. Do you treat your self-care like Tylenol or like a one-a-day vitamin? So I want you to answer this question. I want you to view this through the lens of self-care and whether we're reactive or proactive. And I think that you probably get the analogy right off the bat. You're pretty smart. And we know that Tylenol, we use that in a very different way than we do our one-a-day multivitamin. So with Tylenol, I don't know about you, but I don't take a Tylenol every day. I have Tylenol. I have aspirin. But I only think about it and I only reach for it when I have a headache. Usually it's at work. Every once in a while it's at home. But I have my black bag with a shoulder strap that I, you know, to travel to and from school with. And in there I have a little bottle and it's got some Tylenol, some Advil, what have you. And, you know, probably like you, when you have a headache, you reach for the Tylenol. But then you, when you take some, then you put it away and it stays in the medicine cabinet or in your desk drawer or in your bag or in your briefcase or in your purse. And it just stays there and you kind of forget about it until the next headache. So that's how we use Tylenol. But what about a daily multivitamin? 
you know, every morning I take a daily multivitamin. I've been doing that for about five or six years now, kind of when I turned um, 50, um, I decided I better start doing that. And, um, you know, it builds up in your system and it contains all the vitamins and other things that you need um, and in a much higher amount than really what you need. And, you know, you take it every day and it just builds up um, over time. And, you know, I like I know that I feel better um, in the years since I've been taking it and probably has helped keep me from um, getting sick or you know, I feel like I have a boosted immune system, all the benefits from taking a daily multivitamin. So this isn't a pharmacy podcast. This isn't a podcast about uh, Tylenol and multivitamins and, you know, that kind of aspect of health. But what I want to do is ask you if you have a Tylenol mentality when it comes to self-care or if you have a multi daily multivitamin mentality when it comes to your self-care. So first, and just briefly, I want to talk about the Tylenol mentality because I know, again, you're really smart and you've already figured out where this is headed, that the Tylenol mentality is reactive. So we react when something's wrong. And many leaders treat self-care like Tylenol. They take that Tylenol mentality. And so self-care becomes a quick fix for when things go wrong, but then it has no staying power. And trust me, I've been there. And sometimes I still drift back into that Tylenol mentality. And so it's a quick fix. And sometimes as private school leaders, we only prioritize our well-being when we're really, really stressed out or really overwhelmed or facing really, really big challenges at school, or if that stress and those decisions and all those things that I talked about at the top of the episode, when they start to impact in a significant way our physical health or our mental health or the relationships with the people that we're closest to in our lives, then that's kind of a little bit of a wake-up call, and then, boom, then we start engaging in the self-care and we take a break or we take a day off or we, you know, try to get some exercise or we go to bed earlier that night or maybe we try to eat a little healthier for a few days or maybe it's a date night um, with our significant other or, you know, on and on and on, fill in the blank. We've all been there with those quick fix things that we do when we feel like we're reaching for that Tylenol when we are being reactive when it comes to self-care. Things aren't good. Things don't feel very good. And so instead of popping that Tylenol and having it only be effective in the short, short term, what we need is a sustainable solution. And I want to talk to you for just a moment about something called the cycle of neglect. And I've seen many private school leaders, some of whom I coach, some who I've worked with over the years um, at my school. And I've seen those leaders focus on self-care as as just a reaction. And and here's the cycle of neglect. So you have a a crisis or a, a really significant thing that's going on with your physical health or your mental health or your relationships. And it's a crisis or it's a crisis level or it's a big deal, however you want to define it. And so then 
that's followed by a brief attempt at relief. So the there's neglect and neglect and neglect when it comes to um, your self-care. And then there's a crisis. And then there's a brief attempt at relief, whatever that looks like. I named some things before. And then there's no staying power. There's no sustainability. There's no um, commitment to those changes, to that that brief attempt at relief. And then we drift back into neglect of our self-care. And then another cycle begins. And then we have a crisis level thing that occurs in our life. And then another brief attempt at relief. And I wonder if that sounds familiar to you. I know it sounds familiar to me. It's crucial for us to recognize that self-care is not crisis management. I'm going to say that again. We need to recognize that self-care is not crisis management. And I lived that way for about the first 19 or 20 years of my career as a private school leader. And it was bad. It was bad in every way. And I don't want that for you. And so we're going to get out of that cycle of neglect. We're going to get away from this Tylenol mentality. We're going to get out of that reactive mode. And you know where this is headed. We want to take the one-a-day multivitamin approach. We want to take this proactive approach when it comes to our self-care. So our overarching question today is, do you treat your self-care like Tylenol or like a one-a-day multivitamin? Whatever the answer is, and I hope you answer that honestly in your head, we're getting into where we need to go as private school leaders And that is, let's abandon that crisis management Tylenol mentality. Let's get out of that cycle of neglect and let's lean into what it would look like if we prioritized our self-care in the same way that a -a one-a-day multivitamin works. So that would involve taking care of yourself in a way that's proactive and that has some ongoing commitment, some sustainable things that you're doing. And just imagine what it would be like if you prioritized your well-being every day and not just in response to high stress or a significant challenge at school. And it's really about creating a routine that supports your mental health, your physical health, your emotional well-being, but on a consistent basis. And again, this approach involves building habits that contribute to our resilience and our capacity to handle challenges effectively. Because I think that that kind of gets undersold in the whole self-care part. We think about sleep and food and moving our bodies and taking a break and all the things that immediately come to mind. But we don't think about how we can build resilience, we can build skills, and we can build our capacity to handle challenges more effectively so that then the impact that they have on us through our stress level is minimized. So if we know that we want to take the proactive daily multivitamin approach, that's the obvious answer, right? But then the real question is, yeah, but how? You know, self-care, there was a, there was a survey where it was something like um, 30% of school leaders said that work-life balance was important to them. And when the researcher did the um, 
in-depth um, study of the open-ended questions, it wasn't so much that they didn't think that it was important, but what kept coming up was is that they thought that it was impossible. And so if we just, as private school leaders, accept that this is how it is, this is as good as it gets, and that it's a lifestyle and that we just have to kind of hang on to this roller coaster with no brakes, then we're setting ourselves up for physical problems, emotional issues, relationship issues. And I know because I've been there and I don't want that for you. So how are we going to do this? Well, I came up with five things that we're going to do to adopt the mentality of the multi vitamin approach, the one a day multivitamin approach. So what are those five things? So let me hit them. Let me hit you with them um, all at once. And then I will break them down one at a time. And then of course, they'll be in the show notes at the private school leader.com slash episode 71. So the five ways that we're going to be more proactive about our self care is number one, mindset shift. Number two, establish daily rituals Number three, consistency is key. Number four, beware the electronic leash. And number five is take a break. So number one is mindset shift. So sometimes to change our mindset, to change our our paradigm, sometimes we have to have something that really gets our attention. And it's one thing for me to say, well, we need to recognize that our well-being is, is key to our leadership effectiveness. And that's true. But that's not really a compelling reason why. And if we go all the way back to episode number one, I told my story about why my compelling why is throwing starfish. Um, And I also told a story about how when we do hard things, we need a really strong reason why we do those things. And I told a story about Thanksgiving 2010 um, the day after Thanksgiving, I got on a scale at my brother's brother-in-law's house, and I saw a number that shocked me, and um, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how much I weighed. I hadn't been on a scale in two years, and the day after Thanksgiving is not the best day to get on a scale, but there, there I was. And, you know, I decided, you know what? I am going to do something about this. And you know what happened? Nothing. And so over the next month, I thought, my self-discipline and, you know, this and that. But then Thanksgiving rolls into Christmas and there's all the, the parties and the cookies and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm like, well, all right, I'll make a New Year's resolution, New Year's Day 2011. And I made the most serious promise to myself, the most serious New Year's resolution that I've ever made, that I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get healthy. And you want to know what happened? Nothing. But then at the end of January 2011, I went for my annual physical. And my doctor, he did all the things that he normally does. And then he looked at me and he said, Mark, he said, you are obese. And you are at risk of adult onset diabetes. And named a couple of other things. And he said, hey, he's like, uh, you have three daughters, right? And I said, yeah. And he said, don't you want to be around if you have if one of your daughters were to get married so you can walk them down the aisle? And that's when my whole world just kind of stopped. And now all of a sudden, I had a really, really strong reason why 
I wanted to lose the weight. And what happened was I lost 60 pounds in the next 10 months. But I couldn't do it with just, uh, oh my gosh, look at that number on the scale kind of a why. I couldn't do it with a, oh, I'm going to make a really strong New Year's resolution kind of a why. But when it came down to being around for my daughters when they were adults, that was a strong why. And so my point is, if you don't have a strong why to do the hard thing of prioritizing your self-care, then it's never going to happen. And you might have a strong why for the work that you do at school, and that's fantastic. That's what gets us out of bed in the morning. That's what keeps us going and doing these this very difficult work that we do. But when it comes to your physical health and your mental health and your relationships, we typically, as private school leaders, don't put self-care on the list at all. And if it is on the list, it's near the bottom. Everybody else is first. You know, we've talked about on this podcast before about the uh, the flight attendants and the the oxygen mask that drops down and the instructions that they give to put your own oxygen mask on first and then help the person next to you. And as private school leaders, we know exactly what we do. When crisis happens and all those oxygen masks drop, we go into action and we start putting oxygen masks on the kids and the teachers and the parents and the, the board members and the other staff and everybody else and then if we're still conscious then we try to put the oxygen mask on ourselves that's not going to cut it that's going to lead to all kinds of bad things physically emotionally mentally in our relationships and so we need to have a mindset shift that's number one number two we need to establish daily rituals and so this one sounds easy, but it's so hard. And I just picked three. And one is to, is to get a little more sleep. We do not get enough sleep as private school leaders. And I can hear what you're saying. You're like, well, yeah, that'd be nice to go to bed at a decent time so I could get a decent amount of sleep. But that's like a fantasy. Okay. That's a whole nother podcast episode. That's a whole nother conversation. But it's something that is probably the most important thing is to get enough sleep. And you already know all the tricks, all the things you're supposed to do to, you know, start your evening routine a little earlier and all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to get into that, but daily ritual of a bedtime and to really, really prioritize that. And another thing I have on here is to schedule lunch. And even if your lunch is five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, just to get some protein into you in the middle of the day is super important. And many private school leaders do not do that. Or they're putting some garbage in their body in the middle of the day. And I would just want to give you a quick analogy. So let's say that you, someone bought a Lamborghini for you, gave it to you as a gift it's one of the most expensive sports cars on earth and you're driving your Lamborghini and you go and you find a no-name gas station in town. It's not even a national brand of gas 
and then you put the cheapest gas at the no-name gas station into the Lamborghini. And you're like, well, I'd never do that. I, I would put like the high performance, you know, find the best gas in town to put in the Lamborghini. Well, yeah, but that's not what you do with your body when it comes to lunch on a work day, especially. When we're stressed out, I mean, look, look, I've done my fair share of stress eating and my fair share of putting things in my body that are not good for me. But we need that fuel and we need that protein in the middle of the day, but it won't happen unless we put it into our schedule. And then the third thing under established daily rituals is to move. And I'm not saying that it needs to be an exercise program. I, I'm saying that you can be a more visible leader at your school and get out and about and move at a brisk pace around campus several times a day. And at least you're moving your body. Get a standing desk. Standing is better than sitting. I've, I've heard it many times in the last couple of years. Sitting is the new smoking. We got to move. We have to move. And so number two is establish daily rituals. And number three, consistency is the key. So Again, the idea here is, is that these practices can't be reserved just for the tough times. It can't just be crisis management. They have to become some non-negotiable elements in your daily routine. And then the only way that that's going to happen is for you to schedule them. Put them in your schedule and then track your success. You know, whether it's on a Google Doc, whether it's on a piece of paper, whether it's on a calendar that you write it on there by hand or whatever it is, track your success. When I lost the weight, I was tracking my success. The Weight Watchers points, the exercise, weighed myself once a week, and then just, you know, little by little by little, and then all those little by little things add up to something significant. But you if you you're much more likely to be to stick to it whether it's sleep or whether it's whatever it is if you track it. And you don't have to have some fancy app or anything like that. It can just literally be um, a, a Google Doc or a piece of paper or a, a dollar store calendar that's for, for tracking your habits. All right. So number one was mindset shift. Number two was established daily rituals. Number three, consistency is key. And number four is beware the electronic leash. And you've heard me talk about this before. I've talked about how the smart your smartphone is an electronic leash to school and your smartphone is a portal to your work and it is so easy to check email and to reply to the texts that are coming in obviously to the phone calls that are coming in on your phone but maybe the texts and the phone calls you know you've you've got to handle that but i would challenge you to start using your laptop to check email in non-work hours. Okay, I'm going to say that again. I would challenge you to start using your laptop only to check work email outside of work hours in the evenings and on the weekends. And here's the thing. It is so easy when you're sitting on the couch next to someone you care about watching something on Netflix it is so easy to just tap on that icon for email. And you've had this happen before. 
you see that email from that upset parent with the capital letters and the exclamation points. And here's the thing, that parent, would you ever invite that parent into your home to sit between you and your partner or spouse to watch that movie with you on Netflix? Of course you wouldn't. You would never invite them into your home to sit there on the couch at 9 p.m. to watch that movie. But you know what? You just did that. You just invited them into your home, into your brain, and into your intrusive thoughts by checking email on your phone. And here's the thing. If you limit yourself to checking email on your laptop, you're going to find that you're going to check it way less often outside of school hours. And the other thing is to create a little friction for yourself between um, your home screen and your email icon. Most of us, it's on our home screen or it's one swipe. And I always recommend to have it be a couple of swipes. And the more friction, the harder it is. Even if it's a little bit of friction, you'll find that you'll check it way less often. So I'm not living in a fantasy world. I was a head of school for 21 years. I've been a division head for the last 12 years. I know that things invade our weeknights and weekends and that there are things that come up that just are not um, able to wait. But I think that we spend way too much time on work email because it's so easy to access. And then the last thing on the electronic leash, and I've talked about this before in a different episode, that the game changer for me was one morning when I woke up, my phone's charging next to the bed, and I pick it up and I realized that I was checking work email before I even said good morning to my wife that I share a bed with for the last 32 years. And that's when I realized I didn't have enough self-discipline. And so I charged my phone uh, in the bathroom right next to our bedroom. And so, you know, it might be that, you know, you have young children or you have teenage children that, that drive and you have elderly parents and you, you're like, I got to have my phone near the bed. Okay, well, you could charge it across the room, just out of reach. I'm telling you, it can be a game changer that when you decide to go to bed and you charge your phone, if you can't just reach it, it's going to change things in the evening and it's going to change things in the morning. Just try it. All right, number five. Remember, we're talking about how on earth do we adopt this proactive approach to self-care, this one-a-day multivitamin approach. Number five is to take a break. And so I just strongly encourage you to, to set a time in the evening after which you will only engage with work if it is a true emergency. So whatever you t- time you pick, and I realize everyone's definition of urgent and an emergency is different than yours. But you set a time in the evening, and after that, you will only engage with work if it's a true emergency. And I can hear what some of you are saying. You don't get it. I'm, I'm a one-person show here at the school, and I don't have anybody. It's, it's me for everything. When the roof leaks, when the, when the bus won't start, when, when the, the coach... Um, has, you know, gets back late to the school and is locked out, like all those things. I get it. I've been there. But it has to start somewhere. And so maybe those things that I just named qualify as an emergency because they, someone has to deal with it. Okay. But I just feel like we have fallen into this lie. We've believed this lie of the 
hustle culture and that rest is equivalent has become um equivalent to being lazy and it's all about you know the grind and hustle 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 and you know these this entrepreneurial mindset um these these very famous entrepreneurs but we can't buy the lie of the hustle culture if we want to take care of ourselves and our loved ones and you only have one you you know you can get another house you can get another car you can get even get another job but there's only one you and we all can agree that we need to take better care of ourselves because no one's coming. You're head of school, you're board president, you're, no one's coming to fix this for you. You have to step up and do something about it yourself. And in addition to setting a time in the evening after which you will only engage with work if it's a true emergency, I also would strongly encourage that you pick a set number of consecutive hours on the weekend when you'll not engage with work and you're like, yeah, right. Okay. But it's a, it's a mini sabbatical. Um, and maybe you just start with 12 hours. Some of those hours you're sleeping, but it can't be that you're dipping in and out of work all weekend long because you're never, ever, ever going to get a break from work. Not an hour will go by when you're not engaged with school. That is a recipe for burnout and for you to have the opposite of a long, happy, and fulfilling career as a private school leader. You're not going to, I shouldn't say you're not, it is, it is the rare person who can manage all of that and never have a break and have it be school all the time and to have that long career and be happy and fulfilled. Some of us, some people can, I can't. And most of the people listening to this episode can't. And so I'm worried about you and I want what's best for you, which from my experience is to build in that break and then to stick to it. So what are the big takeaways from today's episode? Well, we either have a Tylenol mentality about our self-care, which is reactive, or we have a one-a-day multivitamin approach, which is proactive. And of course, we don't want to... stay stuck in that um, Tylenol mentality and to, you know, have that, that cycle of neglect that I talked about and to treat our self-care like it's uh, crisis management. We want to be proactive. We want to take care of ourselves. And I mentioned five ways to do that. And one was to have a mindset shift. Number two, establish daily rituals. Number three, consistency is key. Number four, beware the electronic leash. And number five is take a break. And I like to end every episode with a call to action. And your call to action is to pick a time in the evening after which you will only deal with school emergencies and try to do that three times a week for three weeks. So you're picking a time in the evening after which only emergencies at school will be dealt with by you, and you're going to try it, you're going to track it, and your goal is three times a week for three weeks, and you're going to see the difference if you're able to come even close to reaching that goal. Maybe it only happens once a week for three weeks, but that's probably three more times than it's going to happen in the next three weeks if you don't make it a priority and try it. So let's wrap it up. I have another free gift for you, and this one is called Five Strategies to Help You Work with Difficult Parents. 
And we know that working with parents is just part of the job, but um, some of our parents can be demanding and emotional and difficult. And this guide will give you the tools that you need to build better relationships and have better meetings with the difficult parents at your school. And so you can get the five strategies to help you work with difficult parents at theprivateschoolleader.com slash parents. Again, that's theprivateschoolleader.com slash parents to grab that guide just to say thank you for listening every week. And another reminder about um, this online course that I've created called Thrive Academy. We've been talking today about self-care and boundaries and, and sustainability and a long and happy and fulfilling career as a private school leader. And that's what Thrive Academy is all about. Um, it's an online course with 39 lessons and nine hours of video content and an 86-page workbook. And we just go page by page, strategy by strategy, step by step to get that transformation that you're looking for to go from being in survival mode to start thriving and to be from where you are to where you want to be, which is to feel like you're rocking it and to just attain that um, goal of having a long and happy and fulfilling career as a private school leader. And Thrive Academy, you can learn more by going to theprivateschoolleader.com slash thrive. That's theprivateschoolleader.com slash thrive. So if you're getting value from the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email at mark.o.minkus at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. The show notes are at theprivateschoolleader.com slash episode 71. And please, um, wherever you listen to this podcast, Apple, Spotify, if you would rate and review the podcast, those reviews help the algorithm push this out as suggested content to private school leaders all over the world. And I'm on Instagram at the private school leader and on Twitter at the PS leader. And if you got value from this episode or any episode, if you would please share this link with one other leader in your life at your school or an aspiring leader at your school, I'd love to have them have access to this free content. And I've been your host, Mark Minkus. I just want to say I appreciate you and the difference that you're making at your school as you lead and as you serve those students and those parents and those teachers and just thank you so much for taking some precious time out of your busy schedule to join me here today and i'll see you next time on the private school leader podcast and until then always remember to serve first lead second and make a difference